Welcome to the Healing Hearts Podcast with Julie and Sarai, your go-to source for all things dating and relationships. Join us as we explore the intricacies of love, share insightful stories, and offer practical tips to enhance your romantic journey. Whether you're single, in a relationship, or somewhere in between, we're here to provide guidance, inspiration, and a fresh perspective. Get ready to embark on a transformative adventure of love and connection. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Healing Hearts Podcast. Today, we're going to be discussing dating after divorce and how to do it and how to move forward from all of the BS that comes with divorce. Um, Julie, how are you today? I am great. I'm ready to tackle this get these people out and dating after, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, you know, it's not always a bad thing when you get divorced. It's moving you on to something freaking amazing. Bigger and better. Yes. So how are you today? You ready for this? Yeah, let's do it. Dating after the big D. Have you been divorced? Nope. You've never been divorced. (laughs) No. Is that a shocker? (laughs) I don't know why I thought you were married before. No, I was not. Um, no, nope. I'm always, I'm only getting married one time in my life. I told myself that when I was younger, that I would only get married one time. So I've been married 21 years and I hope this is forever and ever and ever. Not, I hope it's going to be forever and ever until, you know, one of us croaks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I wouldn't get married again for me, but I think that if, you know, if that's what you want and I, I, I'm not saying I wouldn't have a companion, I would definitely have, you know, I, I don't know what the life will bring, but if that came, I would have a companion, but I don't, I wouldn't feel the need to get married again. What about you? Have you been divorced? I have been divorced, but my marriage was not a marriage. I don't even consider it a marriage. I know you say that, (laughs) but you did get divorced. I had to get divorced. Well, I mean, most people get divorced. They need to get divorced. They got to get out of it. Right. No, no. But like, I, what I'm saying is that it's not like I had like a wedding and then like it shit went down and then we got divorced. No, it wasn't like that. Like my marriage wasn't a marriage. My marriage was something stupid that I did because I was post postpartum. He got drunk one night, told me everything that I wanted to hear, told me to meet him at the courthouse. I showed up with a black shirt and jeans and tennis shoes with a six month old. And I don't even remember getting married. Like that's how bad it was. I didn't have any witnesses. The judge's secretary was our witness. And then the judge signed the certificate and then we were done. Well, I think that many people can resonate with you because people, other people also have those same, I've heard that many times that they made the stupid mistake of going down the courthouse to get married. And they're like, why did I do that? Like, you know, but. And then to top it off, it was like three days later, he calls me crying saying we made a mistake. We need to get like this annulled. And I was like, yeah, let's go do it because I feel like this was the stupidest thing we've ever done. And then we go to the courthouse and they're like, yeah, you can't do this because one, you already have a kid together and two, too bad. So sad. 
and I was like, well, what am I supposed to do? Because I don't want to be married to this asshole. And they're like, well, you need to get divorced. I'm like, really? Well, how long did you stay with them after that? I didn't have money at that time for me to process because they told me you can go up to floor whatever and process it on your own and pay like $275, present it to the judge and then see what he says, if he takes it or not. But I had to do everything. I'm like, I'm not no lawyer. I don't know. I'm not Elle Woods here. What, who do you think I am? And um, so I just, we stayed married for two years and it was a secret for two years. Wow. Nobody knew until one day I told him, you're not going to see your child. And then he showed up to my mom's house with our marriage certificate telling my mom, I have every right because I'm married to your daughter. And she's like, what? So is she yeah. mad that you didn't have a wedding? Probably not if it's he wasn't the right guy, but. I think she was more mad that I hid it from her for so long. Yeah. And then after that, I was like, okay, I need to get divorced. And that's when the whole like child custody thing came into play. See, that's, that would have been another thing that I had to take care of if I hadn't done it on my, like if I had done it on my own, I would have been fucked when it came to like child custody and all of that other BS. So silver lining, I waited for a reason so that I didn't lose the majority of custody of my child. And she actually stayed with me. But yeah, my marriage was not an actual marriage. He never lived with me. He would mm -hmm. come and go. And it was just, it was sad. It was a very sad day. When you I got divorced or when you got married? When I got married. Oh. When I got married, after that, when we, we drove back to his house, and I was like, well, let's go celebrate. We just got married. Let's go celebrate. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to go celebrate with my friends because I didn't get a bachelor party, so I'm going to go out. Oh, boy. And he bought me Jack in the Box. This is why I hate fucking Jack in the Box. That's romantic. <laughs> took me to his house and I watched him get ready to go out. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, my beautiful marriage. <laughs> my wedding day. <laughs> That's why I'm like, I don't ever consider it a marriage. It was never a thing. It, we would never live together. He, I had my own apartment. He lived in his, with his father and that was it we just had a kid together and we had made the mistake of getting married and we just didn't have money to get divorced until he decided that he wanted to file for divorce because of other things that had happened between us yeah. and um I was like this is it and I actually had a, an attorney that it was going to be for free. Everything was going to be for free, but then he countersued me for other things and it just went left. So I had to hire another attorney and then I got divorced. And then after I got divorced, I said, I'm never fucking doing this ever again, which is why I say, I think everybody that has been divorced and has gone through the nightmare of divorce always says, I don't want to ever get married until they fall in love again. <laughs> My dad's been married three times My and I know so many people that are married 
you know, several times and good for you. You know what? I, I think if you want to get married again, you get married again. You're going to have more awareness, hopefully, around who you're going to pick, you know, especially for people who have been, I've known, you know, parents, you know, parents of my kids who have gotten divorced after, mm -hmm. you know, a long time, 20 years, 15 years, and they find other people and guess what? They get married and it's all good. I think you decide what, whatever's going to work for you in, in your life. You know, you, you may have been in the shittiest relationship, but you found this person now that you're older, you have more, like I said, you have more awareness, you know, your values, you know what you want. You're not going to waste time. And that person comes to your life and you're like, you date them for a good while to figure out, make sure that, you know, that they're legit. <laughs> And then tie the knot if you want. Oh, that was, I'm a poet. Tie the knot if you want. But let me ask you, how long did it take you to date again after your divorce, your quasi-divorce, or do you want to call it? I think I was maybe like four months after we got divorced. But mind you, we weren't together. Right. So it was like we were living our own separate lives. We just needed that paperwork to be filed. Um, so yeah, about official divorce, about four months. I even have, I even had like a divorce party. That was the best thing <laughs> of it. Um, I did have a divorce party. And then after that, I had a I hate Valentine's party because it was like back to back. I got my official divorce was like February 1st or something like that. And then Valentine's came around. So we did like a double whammy. Um, but I agree with you that after a divorce and I, I just don't see it as a, a like a ending for the possibility of love absolutely not like you shouldn't see it that way it didn't work out with that person whether you were married for five minutes or 50 years there's a reason why you ended up in d valley <laughs> but looking back at it it did give me a lot of insight of reflecting on what i learned and I said, I'm never doing this again because I'm not going to lie. An opportunity came, it, like an opportunity came to me where I could have done the exact same thing oh, wow. with another person. And I was like, I saw it and I was like, nope, I ran away from it. And I was like, I'm never doing that again. And it was mainly because it was the nightmare of having to get divorced that I just didn't want to, to do it. <clears throat> do I want to get married again? I don't know. I don't know if I want, like, I don't know if I want the wedding or if I actually want the marriage. You know what I mean? Like a lot of the wedding. So you could buy the beautiful dress, plan this amazing event. Cause you know, you plan like the most amazing wedding ever. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like a lot of people when they're like, Oh, I don't know if I would ever get married. And then like, my cynic self and be like I don't know if I would actually just do it for the party because I would want like a big massive party like that 
But I, I mean, I just feel like a marriage is a marriage wherever you want to make it and however you want to make it. Yeah. And like a party's yeah. not going to, yeah, like a party's not going to like really feel anything. So would I get married again? I don't know. It's yet to be seen. I don't know. Stay tuned, December 2023. <laughs> yeah. Come on, that person's out there. I know. Can you contact Sarai? She's <laughs> December 2023. That person's coming into her life. But see, this is what I mean, because when I think of marriage, I don't think of the everyday life. I think of the party. I think oh. of like us, like that first dance and everybody like, oh, they're so in love. Like, that's what I think of when that people ask me, like, do you want to get married? I don't think of marriage because I, I don't know. We need to do some work on that. I, I don't know if we do, because I just don't feel do. like we me sitting do. down and writing and like signing on a paper makes it any different than me saying, I want to be with you forever and ever. Yeah. It's not that it's not that you're signing the paper because you're thinking about the event. You're not thinking about the life. That's what I'm saying that needs to be worked on because. No, the- that's what I'm saying. When people ask me, do you want to get married again? That's where my mind goes to. Right. That's not what I want. Like if I wanted to be with somebody and I want to call him my husband or whatever, which fucking feels weird is I don't want the party to me, marriage to, to think, do you want to get married? Like I automatically go to the party and the signature and like the, the finality of like, mm. ugh, like tying down when to me, Ooh, a, yeah, no, no yeah. marriage. It's like, do you want to be with somebody the rest of your life? I don't equate it to marriage. I mm. equate it to, I just want to be with this person and if we have the party and if we have the celebration, it's because we want it to not because we wanted to share that with everybody. Not because of course. that's what, you know what I mean. But yeah, but of course, but that's what, that's what it is. You are sharing it with everyone. And it's interesting. Like you're like the finality of, of signing the document. Oh, that like, I don't like that. It's not final. You can get divorced and you don't have to, you don't have to sign the document. You know, you could just have a commitment ceremony. I mean, there's so many, we're kind of getting off topic here, but there's so many ways to commit to each other and you don't, you could still have the party and not yeah. sign a paper if that's what you want to do for your, your family and friends. Cause you really never had. I don't. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to do that. Like when people ask me now, after I've been divorced, I guess because the experience was so bad. Mm-hmm whole marriage to the divorce was just so bad but with the right person it won't be when people ask me do you want to get married I just go back to I'm gonna have to put up a show for something that I don't truly believe in right now Mm -hmm. right now right now but with the right person you you have no idea what you had such a bad experience one of my things that I was going to talk about today is don't carry your past into your future because you're tainting all new relationships. 
We need to look to the future, that future partner that you're going to have. You don't have to marry them if you don't want to. You don't have to have a commitment, Sarah. You don't have to have a party. You could sign a certificate and say married if you want, if that's if that's what you guys decide. But you don't have to do any of that. But with the if you're just hanging on to what it was like, what are you going to say? Can we do a post-it like Meredith and... <laughs> Derek, sign it on a post-it. <laughs> there you go. If that works for you, you know, it. with the right person, you're not going to feel like it's the finality of it all. You know, um, you just don't know and that's okay, but don't let your past dictate your future. Like be yeah. open. You huh? hear that? <laughs> I'm like, you hear that people, you hear it, don't let. And I agree. I agree with you. Um, that is something that you shouldn't do after divorce. Um, do it's go hard. get help. Yeah, go get help. Do the work to heal. You know, that first, first. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, interrupt you. First, mm -hmm. you need to grieve. Grieve the loss of that relationship. Even if it's, you know, like for some people, they have kids with that person and they had a life with that person and it just ended and it was not great. Or some people, you know, they divorce amicably and that's great. That's good too. But take the time to heal from that relationship. Then I'm sorry, grieve that relationship, then heal from the relationship, do the work for yourself. And then, you know, whatever you want to do after that, <laughs> you want to, Go out, you go do it. What do you think? What do you have? I agree. I think one of the biggest things that people need to do after they get divorced and they're trying to get back into the dating scene is yes, one, go and heal. Take your time because let's say you've been married for, I don't know, 30 plus years and all of a sudden you're in this like brand new dating world that you don't even know what's up from down. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so embrace this new life first, embrace this new identity that you have, figure out who you are on your own because you've been attached to somebody for so long that you might not even know who you are without this person. Sure. That's really good point. So go embrace this new identity, learn who you are, take care of yourself, try new hobbies, find new passions because you might've, I mean, come on, let's be honest. We all morph into our relationship and our partner in some shape or form. And we take up their habits. We take up their hobbies. We take up because you're in that relationship, but now you're like, now it's me again. And I'm solo. What am I supposed to do? Like, what the fuck do I do with my time? We used to do this on Thursday night. Now mm -hmm. I don't have anything to do. Go figure out, go find new places to hang out with, go find new friends to try new things. So I think that's the first thing that people need to do. Because when I got divorced, <laughs> I went crazy. I partied a lot. I feel like, and I got divorced young. I wasn't even 24 six when I got divorced. So I took like all of those years in my early twenties that I didn't party and I partied myself out for like two years straight. It was bad. 
but it was a lot of fun. There's a lot of nights that I don't remember, but I just needed to, to see what it was to just be on my own, even though that relationship was like on and off, I still had a lot of things that I, I didn't have my own friends uh, because I had ditched all of my friends. I didn't have my own hobbies because everything that we did when we were together, it was what he wanted to do. So I had to figure out who I was and I was lucky enough that I was working and the people that worked with me just kind of took me in and they're like, we're going to fix you. So that's another thing too, having a good support system during this time so that either you create it or you kind of pick up the phone and call your friends, even if you haven't talked to them in years and be like, Hey, I need a friend now. Will you be my friend again? So, I mean, it, or like I said, go, go create new friends. What do you think? Okay. So a few things when you are in a relationship with someone, this is why you're in a relationship. This is <clears throat> pre-divorce. Don't ditch your friends. Have your own hobbies because you want to have something separate from your partner that you do. You have girlfriends that are not, I mean, they know your husband, but you have girlfriends that you do things with. Um, and then there's also the things you like to do. Like in my, in my marriage, my husband has different hobbies than I do. He's like, loves a certain kind of music. I do not, but I like a certain kind of dance. He does not. So we do our own things on and those things. Yes, we're very connected, but we have other things. So at least when, if something was to happen, like I still have things that I like to do and I still have my girlfriends and he has his guy friends or his girlfriends, whatever. Um, you know, we have, we have that. So I think that's really important to just to say, while you're in the marriage, if you think you're going to be getting out, especially... Make sure you're connecting with your friends. Make sure you're you're doing things that you love to do so you're not totally lost when you have that divorce. Although a lot changes when you get divorced. You know, sometimes you go into isolation. Sometimes, you know, you're depressed. You know, things happen like that. So Question, I would though. say like, I, oh, oh, go ahead. What if in the marriage, the friends that you have are marriage friends? And then you're like, well, we're getting divorced. Then like, who gets the friends? <laughs> yeah. And a lot of times people pick sides. And the best thing is if you are a friend of the person getting divorced, don't pick sides, even though that will happen. And I think it's, it's stay, stay close to your friends, even your married friends, because your married friends, guess what? They have friends. They have friends that they can introduce you to maybe another single friend you know so did I answer your question no yeah I, I mean it just happens yeah people do do choose sides especially if it's a nasty one you know and you be glad those people are gone if they're not your friends anymore bye and if and if the lady if, if you're a woman and you're close to somebody and they're not talking to you anymore. Were they really your friend anyway? Yeah. I don't, know. I don't, I wouldn't say so, but don't yeah. ditch your friends. Just don't ditch your friends. What about when you have kids? How, how does one navigate or how, 
what advice would you give to our listeners if they have kids and they are navigating now the dating scene after divorce? Well, a lot goes into that, right? So if you have custody with your your spouse or your ex-spouse, um, with your ex, I should say, um, you can work out going on dates when you do not have the kids. Mm-hmm. The kids do not need to meet your every date that you go out with. Um, I think that's really, really important to keep that separate. So if you don't have a spouse to, you know, if your spouse doesn't have custody, then I would ask your parents, any, anyone get a babysitter. Um, if you're comfortable with that, you know, do what you got to do to keep it separate. And then you meet the person there. And I would also say this just side note, when you start dating, let your, let a friend know where you're going. Um, you know, so they know you're safe and, you know, all that good stuff. But I would say kids definitely need to stay separate for quite some time because they're going through their own loss and their own healing journey. Um, so that would, what about you? We both have experience with that. I wasn't married, but you know, um, I did date after my long relationship with my son's dad. So Uh, My daughter was very young when we got divorced. She wasn't even like three. So, um, and I did date and I did go out whenever she was with him. So that, that helped. And I agree with you. Kids don't need to be part of that until you've maybe found somebody that you're like, okay, I see this going somewhere. And you kind of test the waters to see if they're, if everybody's on the same page of like, we're meeting each other. You have yeah, to talk yeah. to your kids, talk to your new partner, and then even be honest with yourself. Like, do I feel comfortable with my partner meeting my children or child? Um, so I guess take it slow and don't try to to rush into something just because of whatever reason. The other thing too is <clears throat> I didn't do this, but let's be honest, because of social media, people find out. I never told my ex when I was actually dating somebody exclusively. Mm. And several times he found out that I was with somebody and he would make it, I don't know if he would do it on purpose or not, but that's just how it felt that he would, he wouldn't take our daughter Mm. and be like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take care of her today. I can't. And I was like, well, it's your weekend. You kind of have to. No, I can't. You can keep her. And I don't know if he used that as like a way to get back at me because I had moved on or whatever. Or sure. (laughs) But um, it's up to you to share with your ex if you are dating somebody exclusively or not. If you don't want them to know, I mean, I'm a believer that if you don't want them to know, they don't have to know. But if you have a good co-parenting relationship and it was a divorce that ended on a a good note, let's say, and you do communicate and you want and you feel like you need to tell your ex like, hey, I'm about to get into a serious relationship and this is what's going on just to keep you on the loop out of respect to let him know that you're going to introduce his or her children to this new partner, I I would say yes for that. 
but for you to like hey I'm dating this person and blah 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 I'm like you that's up to you that is all up to you because I've had people that are like well should I tell him like why would you tell him is he going to pay for like your dates like I don't understand why you would tell somebody that is no longer a part of your life that you have moved on and you're like dating somebody unless they're about to meet the children yes if you're gonna meet I would say tell if you have a good relationship with the parent tell them so when the kid goes to the other parent's house you know they could talk about maybe how it made them feel or whatever so there's all that open communication for the kids and I would also say like I do see couples that well people that get divorced when the other person has a kid they seem to rush into if both people have kids they seem to rush into a relationship so much faster and I just don't think that's a great idea but I mean it's it's up to you because you know your relationship but as long if until you know like this is the person we're moving in together those kids should not be involved but I I'm gonna say I just see it all the time that people blend their kids and then guess what the relationship doesn't work and guess what happens the kids have to go through another breakup they just lost their buddies that maybe they liked and maybe another guy that was in the mom's life so or dad's life so really think really think about that yeah so I have a couple of like do's and don'ts for divorce etiquette all right (laughs) after divorce etiquette first of all do be honest when you are out there be honest and transparent about like your intentions and what you are trying to get out of like dating. I feel like there's some people that might go out there just to be like, Oh my God, I'm going to try new dick. So I'm just going to go crazy and, you know, have my whole face or what did you call it? I don't remember what you called it in season. Promiscuous. Your promiscuous face. So if your intentions are to just go and, have fun then be very clear about that because there's people that have left marriages that like to be married and they want to get married again and why would you want to waste somebody's time like that so just be very clear and transparent about your intentions um we already mentioned this but stay present don't don't go back to like your old marriage and be like oh well he used to do this and he used to do that and blah 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 and then bring that into into your new buddy relationship so stay present don't go back to the past and don't also like skip so much into the future because now you're all like thinking about wedding dresses and guys over here like we're on date like one and a half like relax (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, that's that's a turn off a lot of times I think that after you've already done some work on yourself and you've healed and you're ready and like you're really ready to get back out there into dating because you want to find a partner and you have the the mentality that you do want to get married again create a dating plan for yourself have that plan uh, that will work for you and be very detailed on what you are looking for you already experienced a relationship I know we just said don't go back don't go back to the bad shit Look at the good things that were in that relationship that worked for you, that you liked about, 
and add on to that. Now you kind of have some experience and you know exactly what you want in your future relationship or your future marriage. So be very clear about what your goals are. Don't rush it. Like you just mentioned right now, there's people that are like, they're like, let's get to it. You were married before I was married before we have kids. Like they're on the same age group. Like, let's just do it. It just makes sense. Don't rush it because if you rush it, then you're, you're never going to know. Like, it's like when we were talking about dating, um, and when you, like, when you're just starting to date and should you have sex with somebody or not, like, take a moment, take a moment and just enjoy it. And you you are able to be selective. You don't have to, just because maybe let's say, for example, now you're in your late 40s, early 50s, maybe like your late 50s, and you're like, oh, nobody's going to want me and blah, blah, blah. That's not true. You have the, the option of being selective. You already gave a lot of time for a marriage. Maybe now you just want to, have a companion and not a marriage so you can be selective of what you want that new relationship to be whether it's marriage whether it's just like being together whatever you want to call it but just be very clear on on what you do want and again surround yourself with that support system that you're that you need during this this time because you're gonna have to have somebody to to uplift you and to bounce ideas off of it's like I this was not a thing when I was dating before because you were married for such a long time like imagine Julie if you like god forbid got divorced now and you were out into the shark tank now <laughs> it'd be like what what am I doing I mean I have to take a picture <laughs> that's the first thing I'd be like what I gotta take a picture for a profile oh yeah, so that'd be the number one problem for me first. <laughs> but I have you because you'll just fix me up and make me look like normal. So <laughs> I don't have anything to worry about. Um, what is something that you think that you can share with our listeners to so that they can men- like maintain a positive mindset after divorce and into this new dating world? How to have a positive mindset when we go back out into the world. Mm-hmm. Back into the shark tank. Shark tank. Well, that sounds scary. I don't like sharks. <laughs> yeah, that's what they call it now. Oh, wow. Um, I, I, I would not call it a shark tank. I would call it like little Nemo's because I, be nice, <laughs> I would not call it Nemo's. nice, nice people, not awful sharks that are going to eat me alive. Um, although I know people who love sharks wouldn't say that. Um, (laughs) let's see, what can you do? You know, we talk about having confidence, right? And we talked Mm -hmm. about that in another, another, another episode of, um, you know, Mel Robbins saying to, excuse me, master the skill of confidence that is a really good idea to master the skill of confidence. So when you get out there, like I said in that episode, I think tits up and get out there and put your best self forward and know that you're enough 
your past doesn't equal your future. And someone is out there to love you the way you want to be loved. I'm telling you, I'm telling you people, there are people out there who want to love you the way you want to be loved. And I know it's so hard if you've been heartbroken and had bad relationships and divorce, but I believe in love so much that I know that there's someone out there. There's many people out there for all of us. If you know, and I know that person's coming to you soon. So (laughs) don't be afraid. (laughs) The shark tanks turning into little Nemo's, but maybe you don't like little Nemo's. I don't know. Whatever you like, (laughs) we'll call it that. Because I wouldn't, if I, if I called the shark, if I called it the shark tank to my clients, oh man, they, they would be so nervous. They'd have so much anxiety around it because who wants to get into that shark tank? You have to have the cage up. We don't want you to have the cage up. We want you to have the cage down so you can feel free to swim with the other sharks and know that they're not going to eat you up. You're going to be safe. So (laughs) don't eat me shark. Let me ask you, what do you think about dating before your divorce is final? I think it's fine. Yeah, I do too. I mean, I think people got to do what they got to do. I don't know their situation, but I thought I was going to ask you because, you know, I know you were divorced, so. I couldn't wait till I signed those papers, so I don't care. Um, you have to wait for that court to so far away too it's like sometimes it's like months I'm like, no you sign the divorce papers you're you're that's the date you're done but you gotta yeah. wait to go to court but there's some people that are like oh well i'm going to honor my marriage until like it's finalized that's then more okay. power to you um you do I, I, I mean unless you're still fucking around with the other person and that's like what the fuck are you doing you know what i mean um there's some people that I've known people that have gone through like, oh, we're getting divorced. And like through the process of getting divorced, they're still like, of course, because sometimes you can't just move out. They're still living together. They're still fucking each other. They're still like doing things together. I'm like, so are you getting divorced? Or are you like taking up? Like, what are we like Ross and Rachel here? Like, what the fuck are we playing right here? You know what I mean? So I don't know. I would date because to me, if I've already made the decision that I'm going to get divorced, that means I'm not going back. What if you're living with the person? You're still going to date? Bye, boring. I'm going to go stay at a hotel. <laughs> okay. And I, no. yeah, I think that that's, that's cool. Like everybody's going to do what they're going to do. Some people have values, you know, different values and different morals, you know, or religious, like, oh, I got to you know, different things. I don't know. Like I, I, I like, you know, this whole thing with um, like celebrities that they're getting divorced, but they like, can't like, let's say like him and Kanye, that they were like trying to get divorced and he ended up moving out eventually, but they end up living together for the entire process. Like how, how do you even like, do you as a person have to say, I'm not going to date because out of respect or because it's good fucking weird like that's just something that you're gonna have to make your your own decision on but me I would try to get away as quickly as possible 
I don't care how much money and how many things we have in between. I would go crash with a friend if I have to. I mean, the last thing that I want I would want to do is to to be in the same space as the person that I no longer want to be with. And like I said, I get it. There's people that they don't have the option. But to me, I that that just doesn't compute in my brain to have to see that person over and over again. That doesn't allow me to move on. Yeah, I don't think that that would allow me to fully move on to heal to grieve to do all of the things that I need to do. And I feel like it's just an extension of going through the divorce, going through the whole breakup, going through all of that, and then still having to go through it once they are actually gone. It's like double the the misery. So are you saying that Kim, I don't follow too many celebrities, but did you say Kim and Kanye lived in the same house? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, their house is probably freaking humongous and they probably have different wings of the house. Right. And they're so public that they're all over the place. So they're probably never even home. <laughs> they might be a little different situation, but their kids are all in one place. I would think they're, you know, I don't know. I don't know how they work that, but um. I could see how maybe that might work if you have different wings of the house where you don't have to see each other, but you do have to co-parent your kids. So that's also very difficult. So I don't know. Yeah. I'm talking it through as we're talking here. I just, uh, I don't know. I just feel like divorce is like final, final. And you, if you make the decision to divorce and you want to date again, get the fuck out of the house get away from that person because you're not going to be able to do what you need to do and like it's going to be fucking weird oh I'm getting like all dolled up and like where are you going on your fucking business like leave me alone you know what I mean going like, out with my girlfriends we're going to wherever I wouldn't want to lie like no like see that's that's too much that's too much already like well, now I have to lie of where I'm going. Maybe you are going out with your girlfriends. And maybe, well, maybe I am, or maybe I'm going on a date. And if I want to go on a date, I should be able to say I'm going out on a fucking date. Yes, you should. So can I say one thing about the apps? I would say if you're newly divorced, when you get on the apps, don't talk to, like, if you got a few conversations going with people, don't talk to like 50 different people. Start with one or two and kind of get your bearings. And if those don't work out, then start another two. But I would just say, like, don't just swirl in all these people because it might take you down a bad path if, like, all of them don't work out. So just start with one or two and take it slow. And if you get a date out of one of those, great. If not, you know, just keep going from there. But I was thinking about that. I don't. I think it's just taking it slow and not talking to 50 million people. What are your thoughts on on that? I agree on the limit of people that you like on the number of people that you should talk to. Dating apps. Yes. If you haven't, if you haven't been out in this new dating world and you're getting back out here, a Nemo tank, (laughs) then yes, I would suggest that you try out one dating app. Yes, I agree. One only, because there's yeah. so many out there. One that's going to resonate with you. 
Hinge would be my best option for anybody. Um, Why do you like Hinge? Can we just talk about that for a second? Because I've I've seen Hinge and I have so much to say about that, but we have to do a different episode on that. But why do you like that app? This I actually for Hinge, but... Hinge more than like I've been on Tinder. I've been on Bumble. I've been on Plenty of Fish. I've done Hinge. I did OkCupid. I did like all these other stupid ones. And Hinge was the only one where I actually met, not to say quality men, but men that could actually carry a conversation. And it wasn't, Bumble, you can't talk to the guy unless you decide to talk to him. Right. Some women don't like that. Yeah. And it's like, what if I don't know what to say? Like, what the fuck am I going to say? Like, hi. Like, that's going to be my opener with everybody. Like, that's fucking weird. Um, Plenty of Fish was just the most random people that I've ever, like, experienced. Tinder, it was just, let's hook up. Mm -hmm. That's what I hear, too. Tinder, a lot of people want to just, it's hook up central. And Hinge, before they decided to block me, unblock me, Hinge, please. Um, Please. Um, I just met a lot of, like I said, people that could actually carry a conversation. There's a lot more prompts for it. Yes. Now they have like the whole voice thing where you can like hear their voice, hear their voice, which is like, kind of creepy at the same time but kind of cool um because you could be like nope like they're super cute and then you don't you know super cute to you and then you hear their voice and you're like doesn't match the voice I mean that doesn't match the picture (laughs) yeah like oh no the voice I shouldn't have listened to the voice (laughs) so I don't know I just and I just actually felt more as far as like privacy security and like actual security hinge was the one that made me feel more comfortable i don't know i just liked it out of all the ones that i've tried hinge was the best one did you like the prompts of it yes because they're very well like thought out and there's so many to choose from that like bumble there's like three letters or three like words and then you have to do like the rest and you're like I don't know what what the fuck I mean I haven't been on Bumble Bumble unblock me too um (laughs) I don't know I actually used Bumble and I've seen people now the way that Bumble is being advertised now for more friendships than dating now that's cool and I I did use that which a lot of people were using it wrong during that time period this was maybe like three years ago when they introduced like the friends and networking part of the app and people were thinking like, Oh, this is where you can swing. Oh, because I had girls like reach out to me. I'm like, Oh, I'm not here for that girl. <laughs> like I'm here to make friends. Yeah. Oh, well, no, no. I'm looking for, and I was like, Oh, I are they looking for a unicorn? See back then I didn't know what a unicorn was. So <laughs> oh, now you can tell them like you're a unicorn. Bumble and block me. <laughs> she needs to show her unicornness um but 
I forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> oh, you, well, you asked me why I like Hinge. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I honestly just liked it because of the type of conversations and the type of like friendships that I developed with the men that I actually talked on that app. Hmm. But to piggyback off of your whole thing about the apps, which is where how we got into this. Yes, I agree. Once again, there should be a limit of people that you talk to at the same time. Yes. Limit the app to just one and limit the interaction on the app. Get on that date. You're not on an app to fucking create pen pals. It's not the pandemic anymore. Right. I use those apps during the pandemic to create pen pals and I still have very good friends across the world. And I used Hinge for that, but um, I should get sponsored by Hinge because I've said their name a lot of times now. <laughs> Unblock her. Unblock me and sponsor me. Um, but get on that date as quickly as possible. Because if, if you get on, on, on that app and you just start talking and talking and talking, it's not going to go anywhere. You're not there for pen pals. You're there for dates. That's why you're on a dating app. It's a dating app. Go on dates. And this goes for post-divorce or just singles, whatever. Get on that fucking date. And this is why I don't like dating apps because people then become like crazy. And like you said, they're just like going through all of them like crazy and like, no, 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 no. And I don't feel like you make good judgment calls on dating apps. But for somebody that just got divorced and maybe they're just trying to see how they start. We don't know where to start. You can start with your friends. You could do that. Start with your friends. But if you just want, if you just want to try it out because you hear so much about people doing it, get on there. Yeah what it's about and maybe you won't like it and you go nope that's not for me I know plenty of friends who have gotten divorces and got on the apps and they found their person did you ever watch that Ashley Madison um docuseries that they had on Hulu is that the one that was like the affairs yes yes I did like and you're like how did you not know like how did right it was like how did how did no one know what she was doing right am no, i no, no. it was very very obvious what they were doing because the the commercials that they would put out it was very obvious that you were on there for is it called ashley madison yes it's called ashley madison right um what you were on there for you were there to just mess around but when I was watching that docuseries, yeah, dating website, <laughs> this was to have, so if you don't know what Ashley Madison is or people that have been living under a rock, this was a dating website that I want to say like early 2000s, maybe late 90s that came out and people that were married were going on there to have affairs online yes okay I'm thinking about something else okay yes (laughs) so I was watching the docuseries that's on Hulu it's really good it's like three episodes or something like that 
and they were talking about how they were trying to compete with eHarmony and Match.com because those were the only dating sites that were out there and you had to pay for them. You had to pay for these um, dating websites and online dating was not like not a thing. So you had people that were either post-divorce, going through a divorce, still married, going to Ashley Madison to get that out of their system. Now with dating apps, how they are compared to then, I like did like this whole thing when I was like watching them, like how far has this dating like market grown? Yeah. Because now you have options. You have options. Christian Mingle or whatever, farmers. <laughs> yeah. You have like all these like other ones. Um, there's another one that's like date my age. Oh wow. I feel like that one is like a crock of shit because I'm like, I wanna see, I wanna see what kind of people are on here. And it's yeah. bullshit. it's bullshit. So you have to be careful. And this is why I said like narrowed it down to just one app going from what when ashley madison came out and match and eHarmony came out to now there's like a a sea of options so limit yourself to one app and do some research on the app to see what type of people are really like joining that app because hinge might not be yours but maybe eHarmony is or maybe match is I would suggest for somebody that is older, has left, and they're like free, like post-divorce, and they're trying to get back into a relationship, I would suggest that you, even though Tinder, Hinge, Bumble, all of those other ones have paid subscriptions, I would go with something more like secure, like Match. Yeah, I agree. Because the algorithm for that app is different than the algorithm then. And that's the other thing that I like about Hinge, the algorithm. It's way different. And you can switch it around and it'll give you a brand new batch. So again, just select one app and just go with it. Invest in one because now they're getting expensive. I'm not yeah. going to lie. Oh, wait. I mean, I think Hinge was like, $24.99 for a week or something crazy like that. I was like, a week? But for that week, you're going to get, you get very specific. And we're totally off topic here, but we you get very specific about what you're looking for. And then you only get those type of people. You're not getting the whole batch of some of the things that you want. So well, before Hinge like blocked me, they had like the whole rose, which is like the super like that yeah. Bumble has too. Stop fan or top pick and bubble has bumble has something new too I, I was reading the other day i can't remember but this is what we mean by like doing the research of like the dating app if you are going to use a dating app after you've been divorced and you want to get your toes in the nemo pond thank you <laughs> then do your research on what type of app you want to get yourselves into and I don't know, maybe we'll make you an episode about dating apps because it'll be beneficial for people that are yeah. trying to, to date. Yeah. Um, but um, what are your final thoughts in, in regards to dating post-divorce? I would say what I've already said is take time to grieve, take time to heal, take it slow, 
and just know that your person is out there. Even though the first one, second one, third one maybe didn't work, your person is out there and love will find you again. <laughs> How about you? What is your final thought? I think that, yeah, I agree with you. Um, don't close yourself off to love. Do do the healing work. Do take your own time. Do create a plan for yourself if you want to get back out there. Be very clear. Be very intentional on how you want to move forward with it. And um, as always, create healthy boundaries so that you don't end up in something shitty and um at the end of it all just take take the good and the bad and grow from it it's sad that your marriage ended yes but who knows maybe maybe this is like the silver lining of me having I don't know I always think I'm like oh that would be so beautiful for somebody to like grow apart just to grow together again or like come together. Maybe you needed this break right now and you're going to go out there and see all of the bullshit that's out there. And you're going to be like, fuck. Like the grass isn't greener. Yeah, I did have it good. And maybe what you needed was just time apart to learn, grow, and then eventually come back together. It's not going to happen in a year. It might take 10 years. It might, I don't know. How long it might take, but maybe that person was your person and you'll eventually gravitate towards each other. And that's why you need to reflect on this chapter of your life and don't take it as like doomsday and the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. It's the beginning of a new chapter. Yeah. A new season. New seasons. <laughs> Are you going to sing for us tonight? No, it's just that I'm, I think I'm getting sick and I feel like Phoebe Buffet right now. I kind of want to go sing Smelly Cat right now and see if I have that sexy voice or not. But I, I, anyway, at the end of it all, whether you want to date or not, have fun. Enjoy, yep. this, enjoy this new chapter in your life and you do you, boo. And you can tell us your stories. Yes. <laughs> stories well right. that is it for us today we will catch you in the next one bye bye thank you for listening to the healing hearts podcast stay tuned for more episodes don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review see you at the next one